Yara, and welcome to the Yarning Circle. My name is Azai Hippersley, a proud Pitta Pitta man. I pay my respects to the Gunnipal, New Guinea, and Nunakal First Nation people of the Kwanamuka region, who recognize a continuing connection to land, water, and sky, to the dreaming and all things living. We pay our respects to the ancestors, elders, past, present, and emerging, who strengthens and guidance us, continually nurtures us, and inspires us to be future custodians of this land. I guess looking back on your journey, is there something that you would tell your younger self? Um, is there something, yeah... Yeah, I think, I think the biggest thing is just to be proud, mm-hmm. be proud of you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, everyone is their own, you know, whether they admit it or not, they're your own worst advocate. You know, everyone beats themselves up so much yeah. and there's this constant internal battle, whatever that looks like, you know, whether that's, you know, insecurities or, or anxieties or, or, you know, all of these things, there's this constant, in, you know, or to be good enough, mm-hmm. you know, or to, I want to make that person proud or I want to make my family proud. I want to do all these. And, and because I struggle with that identity and that, who am I, um, you know, why am I here and, you know, all of this, I really struggle to be proud of myself. And, you know, to this day, I still, I still struggle with it. And it's kind of this, you know, it's never enough. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I'll be successful here and then I'll mm-hmm. be successful here and I'll be successful here. And, and, you know, I think really pulling it all back and being like, you know, be proud of you, man. Like, look what you've yeah. done. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's big or little or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, support yourself and be proud of yourself. I think that's probably the, one of the biggest things that I would tell my younger self yeah. Yeah. yeah i think that's something that we have you know we have conversations on this podcast a lot about identity and culture because that's something that um i guess a little bit of story time is the reason why i started this podcast with eunice is because mainly actually was it because of covid i can't remember now <laughs> it was very that's fortuitous not. because i think our very first episode was ju- the start of the pandemic yeah here in um Brisbane but I think for me it was always about uh, and um, that journey of identity and you know being Mm. visible Mm. being someone who is of Filipino background um, to become a counsellor is something I don't think I've seen reflected in our industry yeah and I think it's something that we've talked about a lot is we have conversations about how lovely it is for us to be in this space to be mm. visible. Yeah. Um, and I hear a lot, obviously, from, from you. Is a, that's a very similar journey that you've gone through. And it just goes to show that um, there is that visibility that we need. Definitely. You know, and when I'm at, you know, working with young people, it's always... I see I have had this you know, the past year, a couple of young Asian kids come through my programs and they're like, oh, who's this guy? Why is he here? You know, yeah. Something that is not um, not expected, not stereotypical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. But, you know, I, and I say this to a lot of colleagues that I'm with, it's like, you watch them change because they've seen someone like them thrive. Definitely. And I think be, that is the groundwork for a lot of, you know, the work that we do and why we mm. do it is we stay visible, you know, we transparent, you know, but also thriving at the same time. Yeah. That, that's the, you know, get, that gets the ball rolling for a lot of those mm. disengaged young people mm. as well. Yeah. 
It's like unspoken, but mm. it's just like who you are and who you yes, represent. Definitely. And the fact that you are present mm. there, it already makes a, a difference. Yeah, and I like what you mm. said about it's who you are. Mm. I think that's really awesome. And that's something that a lot of people in our area really harness and grab onto that. Mm. It's kind of like, um, you know, you for yourself being, you know, a Filipino, yeah. you know, you you grab that and you run with that. And, you know, me, for myself being an Aboriginal man, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, like I am. And if you don't like it, too bad, like kind of thing. And I think that's what a lot of young people look up to. And it's kind of like, oh, wow. Like, you know, I get it all the time. It's like, how are you so confident and sure in yourself and whatever? And it's like, you know, I'm just content with me. I'm not trying to be someone. I don't, you know, I don't want to try and, well, I would like to be, you know, an influence and mm. a role model, mm. but I'm not trying to be someone else. Yeah. I'm not looking up to an idol and being like, Oh, that's what I have to mm. be like, yeah. you know, or have this mindset of, um, I have to be a good person. I have to be a good person. I have to be yeah. a good person. It's you're just you and mm. your failures and mm. your stuff ups and everything is what makes you, you. Yeah. And, um, yeah, exactly what you said, you know, with the whole, just showing up. Yeah. is such a big thing because these young people don't have people to show up. Yeah. And, you know, whether it's a young person or not, you know, mm. even, you know, I talk to some adults that are just like blown away by, mm. you know, one conversation because they're still trying to heal their inner child, mm. yeah. you know, and I think that's massive in itself, yeah. you know. But yeah. It's almost come full circle this pod because it really has. It's, we in the beginning talked about like loving yourself and being mm. like, um, yeah, loving yourself and who you are, and yeah, it's come full circle. But yeah. that's actually um, what helps grow that confidence. Definitely. If you nurture yourself yeah. and who you are, which I know is easier said than done. <laughs> it's a journey, definitely. but it's definitely worth worthwhile journey. Yeah. So I do have a couple of questions just mm-hmm. on top of my head. Yeah. Um, I'm really intrigued to get into your guys' brains and pick at you mm-hmm. and um, yeah. do all that. But so worked in the mental health industry mm-hmm. for a while. Um, what is something that, you know, not necessarily just young people, but anybody can do on a day to day that improves their mental health? Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about being proud of you and mm-hmm. being you, yeah. but how, how do you put that into practice? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been really interested on like going right, right back to the basics, being like eating, eating nutritious food, getting sunlight, um, working on your sleep hygiene, I like to call it. So what Mm -hmm. your sleep looks like. Um, yeah, I'm really sort of passionate in that space because, um, of if that stuff isn't right, it's hard to do the other stuff. Like how it's hard to then sit down and be mindful and, you know, focus on your emotions if you haven't fed yourself or if you've got one hour of sleep. Definitely. So I think that looking at that sort of stuff, um, I would so encourage um, other people, young Mm. people, older people, whatever, any people to to sort of focus and get that stuff right um, first. And then what that might, what flow effect flow and effect that might have already yeah. that's yeah. right and you know it's really really awesome um to hear that from someone who is you know an expert in, in the industry because you know me for myself like um 
I'm a massive advocate for, you know, physical health Mm -hmm. and, you know, eating nutrition, you know, healthy nutrition and being on top of yourself on how you're eating and what you're eating. Mm -hmm. And I've, you know, even been recently diving into like the mental effects that that has Mm -hmm. on the body, Mm -hmm. you know, chemistry and, you know, how your blood flows and your, your physical health that comes from eating right. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, I think that's what, um, people brush over Mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, like I've just got to have this and and my mental health will be all right. But exactly like you said, like basics are really, really um, kind of the key to it, I suppose. Yeah, it's like the building blocks. It really is. the foundation. Yeah, because you really can't go without. Yeah, without sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I think for us when we see clients of ours, we have a very good gauge of what's going on without having to understand, you know, it's really about setting that very good foundation and getting those habits in check as well, which then can help with your other aspects of your Mm. life. Yeah. Mm. So I remember seeing a student the other day that was so stressed and so much going on, ex-boyfriend and that sort of stuff. (laughs) And then later on, we, um, she shared that she's actually not getting proper sleep and like she's you know, sleeping yeah. there's like heaps of other like um, siblings around and they're very noisy yeah. and it's like yeah. yeah that's like we boiled it right back down to that yeah. that's a good starting point anyway yeah, yeah cool yeah. so I think it'd be really cool if you guys are happy with to dive into that relationship side mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really really curious because that's something that I went through you know mm-hmm. and and only recently have, you know, come to terms and dealt with it and moved on and grown. Mm-hmm. Um, what are, you know, what are some things when we're in relationships, whether that's with a, a loved one or a friendship or whatever? Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that struggle with conflicts. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people that don't know how to work through things pardon me, work through things when there is breakdown and there is a breakup and there is friendship breakdown, family breakdown. What is your point of view or your best advice that somebody listening going through that or, um, you know, people that you've worked with in the past that you would give for that? Yeah. Well, I can say, first of all, we have a number of podcast episodes already that have looked at... Um, what have you talked about? Family, familial family. relationships, I think romantic we did relationships. Two on romantic. We just love talking about relationships. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like, go, listen, go listen. Yeah, go listen. Go listen. Go listen. Um, at least for me, relationships are incredibly important. Right, mm. as you said earlier, is that we are social beings. We need to have connection, interpersonal connection. That's incredibly vital, right? Yeah. And a lot of our foundation, at least, you know, is looking at those different types of connections what is good about them you know what is not so good about them yeah i think conflict as you've rightly identified is something that you think i think even both of us have struggled with from time to time um but it's really looking at things of well how is this relationship going is it benefiting just one person yeah yeah. Because, you know, really it's two people that have to come to the table. Definitely. And if it's only one person, that's not a relationship well, in the healthy aspect, mm. right? Um, and at least for me, it's about, you know, taking that step back and looking at, 
how what this relationship is what it mm. looks like right now what is the ideal you know what you want this relationship to be and mm. if not and if that can't happen well then how can we get to a place where we are able to then both grow mm. from it and then move move through it and you know move on to a different stage of life as yeah well, right mm. Yeah, I would love to pick up from what you say, like say Mm. you did choose to move on and then this is the question about it's a a breakdown, a breakup in friendship or relationship or family. Um, Bringing it back to what we said about nurturing yourself, Mm. I think it really forces you to to go back into yourself and start to understand who you are as a person because depending how long you've been with this person or how long been in the friendship mm. your identity was tied to theirs in some way Definitely. because you were their friend you were their partner and then when that's gone it's like you're gone through a transition of this is me without that person mm. and that in itself is gonna be messy it's gonna be sad it's gonna mm. be all all th- all sorts of things mm. but it's just know that that's a part of it because mm-hmm. you are transitioning you are transitioning to a new identity and part of yourself mm. that doesn't include that other mm. person. and you know now that you say that that makes so much sense for me personally through what i went through mm. you know it's that whole identity and belonging and your identity mm. is shared with someone that you are with whether that's a loved one or a friendship mm. or a family member mm. and um you know, that's what I went through is that continuous searching to find identity, but I was doing it through people. Mm -hmm. And like Mm -hmm. you said, go back to you, sit with you, you know, whenever you're going through breakdown, whatever that looks like at the end of the day, it's, it's on you and it's Mm -hmm. back to you. And that's really important. And something that stuck with me, you know, amazing. And thank you, you know, for giving that advice and and saying that something that stuck with me personally is um i actually listened to it on a sermon (laughs) um but it it always stuck with me and it was um what fruit is your relationship bearing and he goes into talking about relationships so like fruit trees and if it's got good foundations and it's being fed properly and it's being watered the tree is going to grow healthily and bear good fruit and the good fruit in a relationship is loving you're caring you both nurture each other you both bring a hundred percent and a hundred percent to the table you can work through your issues and your problems and it's a healthy relationship where if you have a tree that's bearing bad fruit you know what's not working is the soil not being maintained you know which can be are you being cared for are you being is there is there mental struggle you know is you know is the tree being is your tree being looked after and i think that's a really cool way of looking at it as well. Yeah, yeah. I love analogies. That's a really good analogy. Yeah. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Mm. Um, and a good way using an analogy to understand. Because if someone yeah. understood, like, you know, the basics of how to look after a tree, it's like, okay, yeah. Yeah. how do I then look yeah. after myself yeah. in a relationship? Mm. Definitely. Um, what did stand out? You did ask as well about conflict, mm. which is, yeah, definitely a hot topic and very relatable to both relations, like romantic and family and friendships. Mm. Um, I've explored this one a lot, like personally and professionally. Yeah. Um, so again, my advice isn't like golden. It's not going to work for everyone. Yeah. But a big thing that I think about with conflict is that 
if you're trying to have a conversation with somebody and you notice that you are in either like your emotional brain or your survival brain, mm. then it's probably not the best time to have the conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people try to because Definitely. a lot of people want to solve it straight away or, mm. you know, they're already heightened and angry. So they're going to want to fight. They're going to want to defend themselves in the relationship. Yeah. Um, as, as much as you want to do that mm. and as much as it might be hard to, try and step away like really try and go back into your own self regulate whether that be music or go for a walk and try and have that conversation when you're in a better when you're both in a better headspace yeah i think giving yourself time to breathe is probably my biggest advice for any sort of breakdown or conflict is that um it's very easy for someone to you know you I think people these days, we all want things to be resolved quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not always the best yeah. way to do it, you know. So take time to, again, as we've sort of said, really reflect on what's going on. Because if you come to a space where you really want to try and engage with someone, but you still are harboring a lot of those toxicities, those, mm. that anger is still there, then it's not, it's not the time. Definitely. And... It will show through how you engage with that person. And, um, you know, it, it really is you having to accept that you need to take time away from everything. Because mm. I've, I've had scenarios, you know, conflict with friends and things like that, where I have seen um, them, you know, try and immediately try to rectify things. That I keep telling myself... I've taken the time to breathe. Yeah. I don't think you have, so I'm not coming to the table right Definitely. now. Definitely. And this is your, you know, I'm giving yeah. you that space to do that. So, yeah. yeah. And I really like that, um, that perspective you put on that, where, you know, that last bit of what you just said, where it was like, I know I've taken time and I have, you know, let myself breathe and let myself calm down. And I've, I've thought over this and I've that, but, I have to let you do the same thing. And that's what, you know, I have personally struggled with. I know a lot of people struggle with it. It's like, oh, I've, you know, I've solved this. I've solved it and I've let myself heal. Why can't you do the same thing? And I think that is really powerful because that gives you, that makes you have to be patient with people and make you and give, puts you in a perspective of, you know what, like, I have to give that person time, whether it's a loved one, family, whatever that looks mm-hmm. like, to be able to then have that conversation where you work it out or, you know, you have a conversation, there's a mutual agreement, yeah. you know, and I think, yeah, I, I really like that little perspective you put on the end of that, of looking at it from not just your side, you know, mm-hmm. looking at it from both and I think that's really special. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, us working in a space where our professional lives involve relationships you know a professional relationship with people i've tried to i can i find myself very patient and good in that realm but then Mm. it comes to personal it's different so i try and borrow a bit of my work self like okay let's borrow some of that like yeah work Work (laughs) units yeah yeah so try yeah. and borrow, I don't know yeah. if that speaks I like to that. any people mm. yeah. in the industry. Yeah, um, and, and kind of touching on that, you know, for, you know how you said, you know, you borrow work units yeah. um, when you need to. <laughs> it's a weird way of putting it, but yeah. we'll, go, we'll run with it. Yeah. Um, 
for people that are in this industry and for youth workers and counselors and people that are listening and watching in on this, mm. you know, what, what is something and advice that you would give them that can kind of separate that personal and work life? Cause I know that this industry is so heavy on an individual mm-hmm. and the things that we hear and the things that we do, um, conversational wise and relationship wise with young people and older people yeah. is very heavy. And because mm-hmm. a lot of the people that are in this industry are very empathetic, mm-hmm. um, we take it all on. I know I do, yeah. you know, I have a conversation with some, a young person, I walk around and I'm like, man, like that's just hit me. Mm-hmm. And what is some advice that you would give to people in the industry that, to go away after work and, and turn off that. Do, do you understand what I'm yeah. trying to Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it totally makes sense. Um, definitely something I'm still trying to navigate as well because I think it changes in different parts of your life, like your life and your mm. career because it can really depend if your personal life is going well or if it's not going so well. Yeah. Um, but as a general rule of thumb, trying to find things that bring you joy um, mm. So for myself, it is spending time with myself because I'm such a huge introvert. Yeah. And so when I go yeah. to work, I put I pull myself out and then I'm very, very tired. And so I know I have to come home and rest. And whether yeah. that be just like yeah. watch YouTube or like sit with my cat yeah. and just really um, get that energy back. Yeah. 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 It's that it's trying to identify what recharges you mm. and... I guess putting putting whether that be physical space or um, time space, time spatial space between yeah. your work and home or your personal mm. life is incredibly important. I think what I found because I travel to and from different schools, yeah, um, I use that commuting time, that driving time for me to really. Um, decompress, yeah. particularly yeah. after you know, as in when we work with young people, we deal with critical incidents more often than not. Um, so it's you know, and also I think realizing that we have to have a very strong, supportive network of colleagues mm. with us, mm. particularly when it comes to those very difficult, yeah. traumatic sometimes yeah. spaces, yeah. is that yeah. we need to debrief and. Um, giving space for us to do that as well mm. is incredibly vital. I have seen um, a lot of other mental health people, you know, try to manage a critical incident and just move on. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We, can, we, can we hit pause for a second? We just talk about this. Yeah. Because I think sharing that, at least, at least giving that opportunity to just share that burden amongst yeah. multiple people is incredibly vital. Mm. Because we burn out very quickly yes and yes that contribute that is reflected in our work yeah and um it's you know it's incredibly vital to recognize that i think as a as an industry as a system as a whole um we were talking about this in the car actually on the way here about workloads and all of those sorts of things yeah. i was thinking like, yeah. how how is it that as a an industry we have come to this point and we keep seeing high turnover yeah you haven't addressed the elephant in the room it's a very big elephant in the room it's about how do we make sure that us as counselors youth workers social workers how do we make sure that we don't get to a point where we are 
in the negative of you know our empathy mm. yeah, and if we recharge we get to a zero yeah mm. we, we're not at 100 we're at a zero yeah um, so i've i've sort of reflected on it and so i'm not surprised that my sort of recharge space actually physically being in a different state yeah or country and yeah yeah so yeah so traveling for me is actually my recharge yeah cool um and I'm actually very transparent about that when I talk to prospective employees. It's like, well, yeah. you're going to have to let me do something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and I think that having that very open conversation about what it is that helps us recharge, I think, is a small step to us as a, as a whole mm. counseling industry, helping profession, um, help us continue to do the work that we do without feeling like we are always chasing recharge to zero yeah and like for me personally like my recharge is my gym Mm. like my gym saved has genuinely saved me Mm. um you know from when i was younger and everything like i found so much place and belonging and just everything from the gym like Mm. it's my i come home i'm getting changed i go to the gym and i train and that it's it's a very um physically addictive thing Mm -hmm. um because it's like you know not only am i physically improving myself um but it's also such a mental flush Mm -hmm. as well because i know i've got an hour and a half two hours of music in training hard and i really you know for me personally that's my way of recharging which is why i love Mm -hmm. doing the you know gym influencing side of stuff Mm -hmm. and being able to publicly share that and go this is what this is my like place of of love and recharge and you know also with you know like coming home and relaxing and and things like that but i know in myself like if if i go any more than two three days without gym like my mental health starts to crash and you know people can say that's from endorphins and Mm -hmm. blood pressure and all these things you know which plays a massive effect on it but If I know in myself that I'm not going to the gym and I haven't gone to the gym, it's kind of this like decline and it's mm-hmm. that I haven't let myself charge mm-hmm. and I haven't let myself, you know, kickstart or jumpstart my battery. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's really, it's cool to see everybody's, you know, the different ways that people do that, yeah. you know, and it's really important to voice that yeah. as well. And I think what you mentioned that stood out there was that it, when you're in the gym, you're present in the gym. You've yep. got your earphones mm-hmm. in, you're like, I'm going to lift, I'm going to do these things. And I think that that might be what the commonality is for whatever it is that recharges you and that also separates you from work. Because mm-hmm. you find something that will keep you like present yeah. and so that you're not thinking about work. Something that fully, fully like takes your attention and that you can live in that moment and yeah. not be living in like five hours ago when yeah. this crisis at work yeah sort of yeah 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 it has giving us this opportunity to chat with you no thank you thank <laughs> you guys I've, I've really enjoyed um getting to know you and just having a bit of a chat um yeah so for those who are listening and those who will be watching in um, this will be on both so unpack this brain and the yarning circle um, it's going to be on both platforms so we're going thank to you really- for coming here and being here and having the conversation thank you to everybody for listening on into the yarning circle and as always stay deadly young mob